content, I got a supplement. We on the money making mission, ain't no competition. It just hustle blends. I tell them, never tell the left what the right knows. Young visionary, facing all adversity. Sticking to my Bible and my wife, check my life. A million dollars ain't enough. You gotta run it up. Yeah, uh, you gotta run it up. They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask. They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash. I mean, these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked. We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past. You said we never, ever make it, and I'm saying you lied. Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe. Your invoice has been processed. Run me my money, don't hide. Don't play with me, I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside. I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside. What's up, all my hustlers, visionaries, go-getters, um, banana peelers out here in the streets, uh, jogging on these these this good concrete because the gym is closed. <laughs> we are back for another weekly installment of Million Dollar Conversations podcast, also known as MDC Podcast out here in these hashtag-ridden streets. All right, I am your favorite, the wonderful... My edges ain't laid, but all my bills paid. Yep. Rich Auntie. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. And, and this is Uncle T, aka Tweety. You know, my edge up is out of whack. It's been out of whack for a while, actually. Well, I got sideburns coming. Please so. be in prayer, fervent prayer. Right. For oh. his ed- his edges. Right. So <laughs> we're back again. We're just so excited to. Uh, bring y'all another episode to where we get to discuss some awesome things today. I hope y'all are ready. We want to go ahead and shout out our very own, our favorite coffee company out there that ever existed, that we have the privilege of being the owners and the founders of, none other than Hustle Blends. You can find your favorite type of blend. We have blends for um, heavyweight coffee drinkers, for baby coffee drinkers for even Starbucks coffee drinkers. Remember in this season, you want to stay in, you want to stay safe, and never forget, you have brew at home. www.hustleblends.com And I always remember, the hustle is sold separately. The hustle is 100% sold separately. You either got it or you don't. Alright, so y'all, we've been loving recording. Um, we even got a little new set up this time. You know, we thought we switched it up, you know. <laughs> we, we, we flipped the switch real quick. Pink, pink. Um, but y'all, it's always great. I know y'all like aren't in front of us right now. But it feels like it. But it feels like we're legitimately talking to y'all. And it feels like I see a lot of imaginary head nods out mm-hmm. here. A lot of smiles. A lot of Yes. Laughter. A lot of agreements. A lot of like think squinty eyes mm. and thinking faces. The light skin face. You know, I see a lot of that um, in my mind. But um, we're excited to bring you this episode because this was curated. It's been boiling. It's been on broil all week. It's been marinating all week. And up in the sauce. All up in the sauce. Um, so the episode is called Find Your Cousins. Find Your What? Find Your Cousins. Find Your What? Okay, stop it. Today we're going to talk about find your cousin. You might, like, you might be like, what are you talking about? I already know my cousins. No, we're talking about your internet. I said that right. Internet. Your internet cousins. Your That's business it. cousins. 
your your networking cousins, yeah, all kind of cousins, cousins. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and just kind of backtrack real quick. Um, but we've been in business for officially one year, so it's been it's an awesome anniversary, right? It's been bomb. Like starting this business, like I think just the feeling you get when you start a business is like almost unmatched. I feel like it is like the equivalent of taking home a brand new baby. And, like, taking home some brand new, like, Chinese food. Yeah, it's very euphoric. It's extremely euphoric. Yes. That's the <laughs> SAT word right there. I just dropped on it. Oh, you should be proud. Oh, okay. This has been, like, eight <laughs> years since you took the SAT. Okay, anyway. I didn't uh, take mine. Okay. Please. All right. Go ahead. Um, anyway, starting a business is, is like, an amazing feeling. Um, but pushing the business on through is also just an... an easily and equally incredible feeling. Um, so what we witnessed during that time is just a lot of support from people we just don't know. Strangers. And, and we welcomed it, but we also learned in this moment how to um, strategically create relationships with people that maybe we don't see every day. Maybe we don't have their number in our phone. Maybe we're a part of random um, group uh, group messages um, and group chats, and we've never like seen each other too often or seen each other at all, but somehow we made the net work, and we're going to cover that in just a second, but I am encouraging, we are encouraging all people out there as you're starting, as you're launching, as you're creating, as you're developing your business to find your cousins. Find the people out here that have your best interest in heart, and they are your ideal clients. Those are the people that you got to get in, in cahoots with and you got to rub elbows with and you got to talk to. I have, um, we, we've grown so many internet cousins over time. Just to shout a few out, um, there's Jasmine Paul, there's Alyssa Banks, there's um, a lot of people who have supported us Fancy over time. Skin. Yeah, Janetria uh, Oliver, um, just, just people who are other business owners who are like, man, I see y'all, I'm a rock with y'all. Those are your cousins. Um, Ross Christian, like those are your internet cousins, the people that support you because they on the way up too and they climbing with you and they like, they're not afraid to reach out a hand behind and say, hey, come on, we, we going somewhere. And that is amazing. So get in some of these Facebook groups, find your cousins. Go to somebody. Well, you can't go to networking events, but hey, virtual networking events are still here. Virtual networking events are still here. Ride the wave of some of those hashtags you use, you know, and see what everybody in the, uh, else in that hashtag is doing. There's a function on you, um, Instagram that I think a lot of people have already figured out. But anyway, you could follow hashtags. So when I used to do makeup, one of my hashtags was DFWMUA or F Fort Worth MUA. And so you can now follow the hashtags. Everybody who also uses that hashtag will populate on your newsfeed without you ever having to too much follow them. Um, so it's a really good tool to use. The social media streets are a really good tool to use in order to find your cousins out here. So we're just going to talk a little bit about how you make that net work first before you even begin to make your network you got to realize that you got your, you get you have to mend your net oh the mending of the net is actually creating the work on your end you right. can't be coming to the table with nothing to show for the people right. who want to be a part of the community so let's say you are a barber you want to be a part of the barber community how do you do that you surround yourself with other barbers who cut hair you're around the conversation. You're you're standing out in your own creativity and how you cut hair. Um, and I believe that when you are mending your net and you are creating that net to make it work, 
you first have to make sure that you, you're doing your due diligence on your end to make sure that everything is squared off. I also think you don't necessarily have to be um, amongst a network of people who do the exact same things you do. I really don't think you have to do that. I think that sometimes even being amongst people who are as hungry, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or who have the same work ethic or who have um, the same, the common interest in just saying like, hey, if it's a networking event happening, let me call Patrice up real quick because I know she's going to roll. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, I think that's extremely important. Maybe they're not your your people, maybe, but that's why we say cousins and not right. sisters and brothers. Maybe they're not. <laughs> maybe they're not in your field. Maybe right. they don't do the right. exact same thing, but they have the same hunger. They have the same drive. They have uh, the the know about when it comes to marketing or right. sales. Right. Um, I think it's important to always look at people's strengths and weaknesses and understand that. What somebody's weakness is, maybe your strength, and vice versa. And it's important to like. I think when you're looking to find your internet cousins, they actually may find you first. That's true. And the key is to recognize who they are. You know, I think it's it's actually funny. Sometimes we get so deep in our head about support and what it looks like and what it feels like and and if we're getting supported or not. And you know, that's a that's a really touchy subject for a lot of people starting up because sometimes, you know, have you ever seen that meme that's like, um, I posted that I just got a job and I got like three hundred likes, but like I posted that I started a business. Zero. Or, or <laughs> you know, your, your mama, mama and your <laughs> your mama and your auntie. Shout out to the mamas out here that's Amen. using social media and supporting the heck out of their yeah, kids. Yeah, man. Shout out to my mama, man. She always liking every post. And my mama don't know how to like stuff, but she do be watching. So <laughs> shout out to that. Right, right. But you know, sometimes it almost makes you feel because entrepreneurship, um, depending on what you're selling, whether it's products or services is about visibility you tend to feel um you tend to feel slighted if you don't see that same response to i started a business as you got for i just started a new job like you don't feel the same response and you're like oh no but just because people aren't liking it does not mean you are invisible it does not mean that these people don't see you in fact you'd be surprised how many conversations or how many just instances that we've had um, where maybe like, you know, maybe we didn't think a particular person wasn't paying attention. And then like they they read everything back to us <laughs> that we were doing or that we said or that we did. Like and I was like, whoa, wow, I didn't I didn't know you're paying attention. People are paying attention. And so that's a good thing. And well, I think it's just a good thing. I don't want to say a it's, a, it's a not so good thing. When, when people are uh, holding you accountable to what you said, like if you say you finna do something and somebody's holding you accountable I think that's a great thing I think people actually silently watching you is even a better thing because mm. I don't need to know that you're watching me I right. don't need to know I don't need to perform right? yes I don't yes. need to do it up to your standard I just need to be who I am I think I need to walk into the room and be the exact same person I am when I'm at home right. I don't need to switch up and try to be somebody who I'm not just because the lights and the cameras are on and people were looking at me. No, I want to be the same Tweety right. that is at home to the, to the world, basically. So a question. Um, there's a lot of Christian. Well, not I don't want to say a lot. But there are a few Christian entrepreneurial networks out there um, and communities. And, and sometimes you think, like, these would be the best communities. Like, sometimes we, like, read the title of a community or a network. And we're like, oh, my gosh, this is where I need to be. 
Um, for example, this is funny. Um, so I, for the longest thought I was an introvert and I kind of am like on certain days of the week, but I decided to join like an introverts women's business page on Facebook. Nobody talks. It's terrible. Like (laughs) nobody says anything at all. And then if you say something like they like, and then they go run away. And so like, there's no real conversation being stirred up. And sometimes if you have like a, a Christian entrepreneurial page, um, sometimes like they're, um, pushing like certain businesses, but like, you kind of got to get in where you fit in type of thing. And so I, I'm encouraging everybody when you're finding your cousins, you, it shouldn't be forced. It should hundred percent be organic. Yeah. Your cousins are going to know you and you are going to know your cousins a hundred thousand percent. And whether they do hair and you sell socks there's going to be something in in both of what y'all do that's going to connect y'all and push both of y'all together. It's important to not... I mean, you don't want to be going out on Instagram with the idea that I have to find somebody who is just like me. I have to be around people who are who talk like me, look like me, are the same race as me. Um, I don't. You don't. You don't want to go into finding your internet cousins by. You know, oh man, like I like how her shoes are. I like how her makeup is. No, like it's more about what are they bringing to you as far as content. Like for me, I think my news feed is very important or my feed period is important um, to always have people who inspire me, people who encourage me, people who are still going, people who don't complain, people who are just consistently going forward. Because right. that's the kind of person I am. So if I see that, it only motivates me to continue. To and it don't matter what they do. Right. Right. They're just continuing to go forward. Yes. You know, I, I think Those it's... are your cousins. Right. It's important <laughs> to have that kind of circle. And, you know, people are like, you know, I want to keep a small circle. Yeah, if it's small, great. Like, do whatever you got to do. But at the end of the day, find people who are going to push you to be better. People who are going to push you to be great. Also, just another um, real quick, real quick. Um, listen, in this particular season of Ronacation, uh, the COVID-19 season, quarantine, quarantine chronicles, stay at home, whatever you want to call this, listen, do not be afraid to shoot your shot. I just want to say that, like, and I and understand I'm shooting from the hip when I say it, like, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Don't be afraid to, to go. I remember being in like, net, uh, going to networking events and like, you want to kind of like find somebody who looks or or like somebody that's minding their business or you want to like approach people who look approachable. But also you also have, have to understand that that's like a very slighted way of viewing things because maybe there are times you're not approachable. And, you know, maybe the people that you wouldn't approach want to approach you, but when, you know, it's kind of like dating in a really weird way. So <laughs> I say all this to say, shoot your shot. If you know, like, if you know that um, you have a product or something that people, somebody in that room, somebody in the room is going to be interested in what you got to say. Somebody. And if it is just one person, you still steal the deal. Go and talk. And you ain't got to hit nobody up on no, hey, I'm Patrice Sanguinian and I own a coffee company and then I do this and then I have my faith boss and blah, blah, blah. Like, ain't nobody, nobody's going to remember that. People don't remember everything you say. People remember how you make them feel. So you go and you just have an organic conversation hey how are you how's everything going oh you're from here that's cool like you know just just having shooting your shot and if you know that person has influence has impact 
um, can reach ears and 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 I mean, if yeah. you know that they can reach people right. that maybe you at this moment don't have access to, then you know you also don't be afraid to just to just talk to them about that. Don't fangirl or fanboy over them, but just like, hey, uh, man, I see what you're doing out here, blase, blase. Could I, you know, could, could we talk about this? You know, it's important to bring something to the table, and I feel like um, I've been a part of so many different networking groups. And um, I, I like to share a story of being in a networking group where people were older than me. People were um, seasoned or retired and they have this and they're doing that. I've had an insurance business right. for 40 years. Right. You I, can't tell me anything. Right. I just, I'm just know. here for the breadsticks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they're advertising their business. You know, they're like, they're, I'm marketing, but I don't know how to use Facebook. I was like, I, that doesn't make sense. So, like, there are so many different things that are going on during these networking events right. that I never felt like I was mending my net. I never felt like I was being myself. I felt like I was being turned into what they were mm-hmm. so that I may fit in their circle. You don't have to change your language just because your cousins are going to understand where you're coming from. Right. They're going to see the effort. They're going to see, like... You was like, in a room with some uncles. Some, some grandpas. <laughs> and it's not even on an age thing. It was yeah. more on a, you know... You don't know what I have to offer, but right. based off of my age, you're already counting me out. Right. That's and true. sometimes based off of our following, we count a lot of people out. Mm. Oh, man, they only got 500 followers. Oh, man, they only got X amount of followers. They must not really be doing something. Right. But there's some dope people out here who don't have the numbers for that, but it doesn't mean that they're not in progress. Growth. And growing something like is not measured on what the other plant is doing. It's measured on when the seed was planted. Amen. It might it might have took you like five years to get wherever you are, and now you're 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 growing and you're doing your thing. But like for me, I just planted my seed. I'm watering. I just see a little thing come out. I'm good with that. Right. Right. And for it's sure. and and I think it's important to continue to plant those seeds wherever you go. Planting those seeds of love, planting those seeds of joy. Sometimes we think it's all about the numerics of things, the numbers of things. Oh man, like if I just, if I get a shout out, I get a thousand follows. If I do this and I do that, I'm, I'm there. But it's like, no, your internet cousins are going to support you, not just by following you. They're going to purchase from you mm-hmm. and you're going to purchase from them. They're, they're going to see your grind. They're going to see your sweat and they're going to be able to understand and articulate back. How hard it is for them to do what they do. I'd also like to say, um, if you're in the phase of like discovery and you're like discovering your business and like trying to figure out what it is exactly you want to do, um, like I've experienced this before. Like sometimes people will like DM you or like you know um, ask to call you or whatever, and they just kind of want to know what it is you did or what what you you know like they just kind of want to figure out because they don't know. Like you know if you're receiving calls like that, I always see people who say like you know I'm 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 a charge for my time. I'm a this. I'm a that, and I understand it. Um, but if you are that person who's in discovery and you're like I just want I see somebody I know doing something. I kind of want to like see what they did. Um, the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is like go to God about what it is exactly like what what need you need to serve in. Because at the end of the day, that's what entrepreneurship is. It's like you are serving a need. You are fulfilling a need um, or a want in a lot of cases that some people view as a need. Whatever the case is, co- you, you don't need coffee to live. I mean, unless it's an enema. <laughs> if you're backed up but anyway you know but for some people they needed to live like some people that that is their lifestyle right right so, it's based off life but i'm talking about as far as survival y'all know what i'm saying y'all know what i'm saying like it, that's what i'm 
if you are just stuck with what should I do, don't go to a person, go to God. Because some people out here are going to like shun you and be like, get out of my inbox. And some people are going to run you an invoice. So you need. I'm not offended by that. Yeah. I think when somebody is saying my time is worth X amount of dollars. It is. And they have earned the the due diligence or they've earned the respect and the right to charge for that money. Did. Then, I, I mean, at that point, I can't be mad at you. I can't be like, man, keep your little funky $35. No, like, I'm going to get up. <laughs> 35 I, Some people, you know, it's steep out here. Uh, steep? Yeah, $35? $35 for a 15-minute call? Oh, I, I have, I've seen some folks who charge triple triple that for a for, 15-minute call. Anyways. Triple, yeah. Th- that's just my standards. I mean, if, if, I'm not... I'm not. I'm not paying you necessarily unless I know that I'm getting something from you as far as advice and influence. That's just gonna be on your call. Like I'm not saying it's not. It's not a good thing. Like that person has earned the right to do that if they want to do that. There's a lot of questions I hear that can be answered simply through prayer and through going to the Word of God. I know it sounds like so. Go to God. Go to God. Go to God. But that's what I'm telling you. Um, the mysteries that you're trying to figure out as far as like your life's purpose, go to God. A person does not have that answer. Um, what need you need to fulfill, what business you need to go into that is not on your friends or your family or, you know, yeah. Or a a business expert, a coach that's not on them. Like go to God. If I, if you got to pay me and just for me to say, go to God, like this is for free, sis, go to God. You know what I'm saying? Like go to God about that. Um, because what you may take for granted and think is just silence and words on the papers referring to the Bible is really like a fulfilling and living word that has survived the test of time. There have been the brightest and most brilliant minds out here that have tried to um, unscrew and uncork the Bible um, and have failed and have died trying. So go to God about it. Go to God about the things concerning your life and your family. Because at the end of the day, we all want stability. We all want um, prosperity, whatever that may mean personally to you. And we all want to provide the best for our families. So that is wrapping up our business conversation. Yes. How do y'all feel about our business conversations? Like, can y'all let us know? Like, yes. can y'all let us know uh, if there's specific topics y'all want us to talk about with business or not? Like, we, we really like to know. Yeah, go ahead and email us at info at hustlewins.com or DM us on Instagram at hustlewins. And, and, and let us know how, how, you, how you're enjoying the, the podcast. You know, what are you sipping on? We sipping on Hustle Blends? I hope you are. Um, no, we know you are. We know you are because you got brew at home. That's it. That's all. That's that's it. That's all. Finish. Finito. Fin. Period. Um, but also, we want to take this brief commercial break time to remind you to go to iTunes if you are an Apple user and definitely look up our podcast. Um, subscribe to it first so you can always know because we always popping up on your phone every Monday Early morning. Early Monday morning. You, you know what I'm saying? It Whenever time. it is that you do go back to work. It's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be like that check when it deposit in your account. You could bet on it. Beep. All right, but seriously, subscribe to it. That's the first thing. And then we want you to share it with somebody. Share it with, with somebody that's at home talking about they ain't got nothing to do. Or your internet cousins. Share it with your internet cousins. Start a conversation amongst your internet cousins. We want to see, tell us about your internet cousins. 
Um, but also make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure you are reviewing the podcast, letting us know, um, rating it, letting us know how we're doing, letting us know what you want from us, what you want to hear from us, um, and just showing love to us because I promise you we are good for showing it back. All right, so we're going to move on to the faith conversation. Um, we kind of left off um, on the business topic, just talking about going to God. And so this today, I actually think it was, um, I was talking to Tweety um, and I forgot what the context of this conversation was about. Um, but somebody said something about like, um, no, I was listening to a worship song. That's what it was. And then the words in the worship song were like, um, you're never disappointed in me. Like you're never disappointed in me. And they were referring to God. It it was worship. And I was like, I stopped it. And I was like, Tweety, do you think God gets disappointed? Like, is that the right thing to say? Like that God is, is disappointed in us or he's never disappointed us. I mean, like the word is very clear about his wrath and, you know, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the things that, that aren't pleasing to God, but do you think he's ever disappointed specifically that word? If we're going to pull from the Bible, we can even pull the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son takes the, the, the money that the father has given him and he is running off and he's spending it however he wants to frivolously. And what happens is that, you never see the face of the father become disappointed, mm-hmm. even as the son has been gone for years. Mm-hmm. So when the son comes back and he has lost his inheritance, this is God talking to us as his children. He's saying that as long as you come back to me, as long as you are in me and, and you, you realize your errors, like I'm not going to be disappointed in you because I already know what you was going to do. I already knew that you were going to abandon. I already like there's nothing new under the sun when mm-hmm. it comes to God. But there are consequences associated with going outside of the will of God. Right. The consequences and disappointment are two, th- two, two different totally things. different things. Right. So going back to disappointment, just so nobody confuses it with the synonym of being mad or being angry or being this or that. Disappointment um, stems from an unexpected expectation. If I told Tweety, hey, can you go downstairs real quick and give me a fruit snack? And he came back up and he didn't have anything. I'd be disappointed, but that I had an expectation. And I think God does have expectations on us, but I don't think they are unexpected. I think he's very clear with what he wants from us. Right. And also disappointment could be like, you know, remember when you did something to your parents and they didn't expect you to do that? Mm -hmm. Like maybe for me, it was like uh, I accidentally lost five hundred dollars i remember mm-hmm. this like it was yesterday accidentally lost five hundred dollars i mean the story long story short i went to goodwill i tried out some clothes i lost five hundred dollars i went back to my mom and my dad i was like hey five hundred dollars gone and the look on their face was of disappointment because when they gave me the money they were not expecting me to lose it mm-hmm. so it's it's the factor of like i didn't know that was going to happen if it was i wouldn't have gave you the five hundred dollars But God already knows what's going to happen yesterday, tomorrow, and forevermore. Mm. So it's not a new thing to him. Therefore, I mean, God could be angry at your sin. And I don't think God ever runs out of patience with us. Um, I think what you immediately put me in mind of is like, you know, when your parents... um, just just because God doesn't run out of patience with us does not mean there's not a consequence that follows the things we do or we don't do. Um, if God gave you a mission or an assignment however long ago and you just sat on it and you didn't do it and you thought about it and you waited out and you took it to every person you deem wise to ask um, if you should do it. Like you asked everybody but God. 
Um, and I, I mean, I think of a human being and how slighted I would feel if I asked somebody to do something and they went to everybody else about it but me. Think about like your very raw human emotions that God is beyond. Um, and does he experience these emotions when it comes to us? What, what, how does he see us? How can you still see me as this when I've done this? I think God does not think like man, but we try to think like God. Mm-hmm. We try to put ourselves in the same room, same mindset. Right. And it's impossible to have the same mindset of, of God because he is love. He is pure. Yeah. There is nothing pure in us without him. Right. We try for So, yeah, 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 yeah. We really are. Mm-hmm. And so in order to avoid the whole disappointment talk, there's a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a plug talk right here. There's a, a title in my book where I talk about disappointment mm-hmm. and how you can't dictate somebody else's response based on the disappointment that they may feel. So Say that again. You can't dictate somebody's response based on the disappointment they feel. Okay. Disappointment to me could be like, dang, Patrice, you shouldn't have did that. Yeah. And I go straight to, all right, this is what I need you to do. Or disappointment to you could be like, dang, Twitter, you did this? I'm not talking to you for two days. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. it's so different when it comes to person to person based on their maturity Mm. based on the word intake based off what they already have in their heart like if you don't know what to do when disappointment sets in it's easy to go off and be like i have the right to be disappointed Mm. so why do you think it is so if we're talking on a person to person level why do you think it is that we when we face or we in, we go through disappointment, we never immediately pray for that other person. We just go to our own defense. Our flesh feels so good. The pride immediately kicks in. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to reach out to you when you're the one who pissed me off? Why do I, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, who are you to do all this and for me to come back to you? And like, who do you think you are? Yeah. That, that kind of flesh immediately reacts back. And when you don't train it, it just continues to get worse. Yeah. It goes from I'm mad, I'm angry, to I'm cussing you out, I'm calling you everything under the sun right. that I shouldn't. And even as, much, but I think the irony of that now knowing and being on both ends of that is as much as we think we're protecting our flesh, we really are ruining it. Right, and in your, I, I think what we have to understand about our flesh that it's trainable. Mm. Like when you don't know that your flesh can. Like resist things. They can resist sin. You don't have to keep doing what you're doing. You just choose to. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize that with the word of God, what it does, it trains your flesh to process how to handle sin when it comes in the room. Mm. So when Joseph is being tested by Potiphar's wife, he's not saying, ooh, look, you look good. Like there's no thought in his mind of how she looks. The thought goes into, I'm disappointing my master. If I even try to go like this. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So uh, switching gears a little bit, but staying in the faith topic. Um, you know, we were having um, some conversations earlier about just, um, you know, growing in God and versus being churched. Going, you know, if you were raised in a church, you've uh, obviously you like you're, you're familiar with certain things. And we oftentimes kind of confuse it for what the word of God is or is not. For example, we talked about this earlier with some of our friends. Um, come as you are. That's not in the word, like, anywhere. Like, nowhere. No, no, <laughs> nowhere. Nowhere. And if you can find it, please show me where, because there is absolutely nowhere. Right. And, like, just even some of the things and the titles and the 
Uh, all this stuff um, that is very much so organizational, but not necessarily like in the word of God. Like we know God is obviously ordained the four, the fivefold ministry um, and everything like that. But some of like just, just the just, extraness, some of the extra stuff um, we have to, it has to go back to, okay, who are we and who is God? Right. And having a one-on-one relationship, you can't tell me, you can't tell me about my father. Like when I know my father, Jesus and who he what what he has done for me who he is and I know his word from front to back like you don't you it's hard for you to come and try to explain to me something new that is not in the word Mm -hmm. and a lot of people they bank on people's naiveness or people's lack of being studious they'll say uh Luke James whatever Luke uh Luke 5 15 says this and if you don't really read your word and you take him for his that person for their word like they're just gonna keep going and nobody's checking you know I think when it comes to ministry and when it comes to like you don't have to find your cousins for ministry your shepherd you know what I'm saying like you find your shepherd um I don't think you have to find like your cousins um we are all called to be the church like all of us young and old I believe that the there's a misconception when it comes to our loyalty my loyalty is not to a specific church by itself. My loyalty is unto Jesus Christ. Right. Therefore, everybody who's under that umbrella of Jesus Christ, whether they go to the church up the street or the church in Dallas or the church wherever. Right. We ain't doing no set tripping with churches. Right. Like, you know, this is my block. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, we run this over here. Right. East Annie Isles. Nah, that, that, that doesn't make sense. That's not oneness. But if you own East Annie, after this teen is over. Stop on by. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Link up. Link up. Um, but I, I just think it's important that we also stop bashing one another. That's not love either. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I see the sin in you or I see the, the weakness in you, I shouldn't be going ham talking about everything that you're doing wrong. Right. Like, we are our own worst enemy when it comes to the church, if you ask me, mm-hmm. that we put ourselves on blast. We talk about our own pastors. We, we are so easy to talk about the negative things that are going on in the church, but when the positive things happen, we just stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Why ain't you sharing that post that's positive as much as you sharing that post of that pastor doing something wrong? If you wouldn't intentionally, and I know self-harm is like a totally different conversation, but do not misread me like I'm saying this metaphorically. Like if you would not stab yourself in the leg or if you would not, you know, throw a brick on your toe or anything, do not do anything to destroy the body of Christ. You know, I think we in our human form, like, yeah, like I've been guilty of gossiping. Like I've been guilty of doing this or saying this or doing it, thinking I'm funny or thinking I'm witty or thinking I'm this and I'm that. And you know what it does? It destroys. It it actually slows down your growth. That is the, the craziest thing about it. Like as much as you can see something on someone else, um, the, you'll find that your train is moving a little bit slower. And matter of fact, all the time you thought you was moving, you were stopped on your your own tracks. So definitely, if you wouldn't do anything to harm your own body, don't um, harm the body of Christ. Right. And don't stunt your growth. Yeah. I feel like focus on your spiritual maturity. Focus on your spiritual growth, wherever you are. I think it's important that as you are continuously growing in Christ to Find people who are willing and, and, and as thirsty for the word as you are. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not, there's just the willingness mm-hmm. to want to go deeper in Jesus 
it, it's it's amazing what you can um, benefit by having believers around you who are truly just worshiping Jesus for who he is. At that point, find your brothers and sisters, not your cousins, because y'all have the same father. Right. And even if it's cousins, like, you know, some people are a little bit behind, you know, like just because still your siblings. We, right. In Christ. What, what I'm saying, like spiritual maturity doesn't make you any better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as we evolve in our spiritual maturity and knowing who Christ is and knowing his word, what we tend to do is we look down upon people who are who don't know him yet or barely know him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why would you do that? And you say you're a believer. No, like I need to teach you. I need to talk to you about repentance. I need to talk to you about forgiveness and and, and walk with you as you are learning. Give them the same mercy God gave you when you were learning about him. Think about how many times you fell off the bike or you fell off the horse trying to find Jesus. I know me. I fell a bunch of times because I did not know him for myself yet. Mm -hmm. It's important to know him for yourself and build that relationship to where nobody could tell you about Jesus because you've already experienced him yourself. Mm-hmm. Like nobody can twist words up and show you a documentary like, oh, guess what? Not a believer. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't, it should never be like that. You should be like, no, I got testimony on testimony. I can back up what he did for me on this day, that day, and tomorrow. Right. Right. All right, y'all. So we are going to go ahead and move on to some of y'all's favorite topics. And we actually got some topics in this oh, week. Yeah. It's going to be good. For relationships. Um, I don't know why y'all like for us to talk about um, marriage or relationships Everybody and dating. It's, it's that time to discuss the things that nobody wants to discuss. <laughs> if you got a quarantine boo, share this podcast. Yes. If you booed up. Like, if you booed up with your husband or your wife, share this podcast. We're going to check on y'all too. <laughs> Y'all good? Them kids good? Y'all? If you're about to have a quarantine baby, review this podcast. All right, you got to get them calls to action. Um, But um, some things came across our desk, so we're going to go ahead and review them and talk about them or whatever. So um, someone asked us, um, there are relationships in the word of God or there are um, people within the book of the Bible who have multiple wives. And it came across like um, pretty much is polygamy um, a disappointment <laughs> in God's eyes? Or is it a hmm. um, is it out of the will of God? Is monogamy natural? Um, should we naturally want to be with one person? You're dropping a lot of them. We got to go one by one, babe. So let's start off with the first one. What's the first one? Repeat that one more time. Um, is polygamy displeasing to God? All right. When we talk about polygamy. To define polygamy. Go ahead and define it first for people who don't know. Polygamy would be uh, having multiple wives, concubines, you know. Concubine? What's a concubine? A concubine is like. I guess it's another word for, uh, like, side wife, I guess. Like, wife number two, three, four. Uh, like, your first wife is the first wife. Like, she's always going to be, you know, mm. the one in charge. And then, then you have the others. Oh, okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, go ahead. Right. So, uh, when we talk about polygamy, you see a lot of polygamy in the Word of God. Um, in the times where maybe the world wasn't pop as populated as it currently is. Or mm-hmm. certain cultures and traditions were yet still in place. 
And there was a time, there's always a time and a place for everything. Right. Just because there were sacrifices in the Old Testament of sheep doesn't mean that I need to sacrifice a sheep for me to be saved. Right. Or for my sins to be forgiven. Right. And I think people take those context clues of the Old Testament and they try to apply it in the New Testament. Right. Well, Abraham was able to have Sarah. Mm-hmm. And also, he had his maid mm-hmm. due to Sarah and him mm-hmm. coming to agreement like, hey, God ain't moving fast enough. Mm-hmm. Guess what we're going to do? Mm-hmm. We're going to help God. Mm-hmm. No, that was an error in both of their judgment and you saw the consequences. Right, right. Um, polygamy is not okay in the time that we live in because in the time that we live in, we are so focused on lust and lustful thoughts and lustful desires that polygamy falls under those that umbrella of like I want my cake and I want to eat I, I want my cake and I want to eat it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely see a lot of people. Um, just I I mean I'm not saying like of anybody's relationship. I really don't know. Um, but I mean challenging like monogamy, like saying like Are you supposed to be with one person for the rest of your life? Yes. Do you want to only have sex with one person for the rest of your Absolutely. life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, do you want, like, what happens if this person does this? or what, Are you automatically unattracted to other people because you're with one person? Like, it, people challenge question. that. That's a good question. What do you think about that? I think that you, one, I, I th- okay, in the recognition of saying, like, oh, this person is attractive without having any sexual or, like, like intentions behind it. I don't think anything's wrong with that. There are times like I'll be like, oh my gosh, Tweety, like look at this outfit this girl got on. Like, isn't this bomb? Like da 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 or like you know what I'm saying? Like without it being a thing or without it being you know that's innocent. I think the eyes are very deceitful. Meaning that the eyes can say one thing and the heart will say another thing. That I may not say it out of my mouth, but I could say it in my heart Mm -hmm. and in my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So it's almost impossible to say that person's attractive, but I can't point. I can't pinpoint what's attractive about them. Right, because you know what's attractive about somebody right. else. So that, right, so then that comes back into: is that a lustful thought? The answer is what? I don't know. What the is answer it? is yes, mm. because at the end of the day, it's not that the recognizing that that person you know is beautiful or that person is wonderful it's like no there's something about what i saw that made my heart jump, or it made my it, it did something to me you said viola davis was hot at one point i, thought, I sure did I thought that back was in sick. the day i mean <laughs> i was on some other stuff i was a different man i was going through some things god was just still working in me and you pulled that out the, i see what you did there it's okay you did a, a Charlemagne on me it's okay all right yeah, and I don't even think like in terms of having conversations about like celebrity crushes that we may have had before we got married or what. Like we've had conversations like that, but it's a great question. It raises a great great question. Is it lust to recognize that oh, before we got married, I thought I was going to marry a who? I mean, who did I say? Uh, Questlove? <laughs> like <laughs> or like Him? really? You know what I'm saying? Like I that's that's what I thought or I thought Nas was was fine or whatever. Like it it's but you know that about so does it make it less lustful that you know that that no it doesn't you know your wife what i'm saying is that we have to evolve and accept that what we have done is not always right 
True. What we have said is not always right. True. What we True. see is not always biblical. It's right. not always spiritual. Right. Moses is not busy looking around. Ooh, look. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, she attractive. Like, you know, what you think? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the conversations that you may even have with certain friends or yeah. certain people, like, yeah. those are not spiritually going to help you grow. Women, I think, like, we, we usually talk about it in amongst the group setting, like, that we all recognize, you know, like, a body type that a woman might have, or, you know, th- you know, we, we recognize different attributes or different characteristics that different women have, and we know, obviously, what we got, and so... I think that sometimes that churns up the insecurity of like, oh, well, this is what I don't have. And maybe like my husband has said before, like he want, he like a big booty or whatever. Like, and I know I don't have that. I just don't like, I just, I'm not rotund at the back, but I, and, and I think for a minute it kind of had me going like, well, dang, like I don't have a big booty <laughs> and somebody else does. Like, what's going to happen? But, like, <laughs> let's, let's stop right there and think about it. Now, if I'm out here looking at other people's whatever, mm-hmm. that makes me have those lustful desires because I'm not focused on my wife. Like, mm-hmm. I need to find you as the finest thing. I don't care if it's whatever you think of it. I, I like you just the way you are. Yeah. Oh, I you like know, you. I think you're the finest woman on earth to me. Right. And that's more than enough. Like, there's nothing that's going to come across my face and be like, oh, like, yeah. Willing to risk it all. Like, that that makes no sense. So, how would you address the question if you have had, like, if you were talking to somebody and they were saying, like, you know, maybe they're married, a married man, and they said they've had a natural, just just like naturally they've looked or naturally, like, they see things on Instagram and they're like, oh, that's dope. Like, that, that's a lustful desire, like mm-hmm. the lust of the eyes. And um, what we have been trained as men is that it's okay. Mm hmm. And I come to tell you that it's not okay mm-hmm. having a second glance at somebody walking right behind you. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care if it's like, I couldn't help it, man. No, it's not okay. Because that is as if you are cheating in your mind on your wife because you're saying, I wouldn't mind. But see, I also feel like, okay, then what if it's like a, um, like, let's say, you know, you see somebody like your wife, homegirl or something, and you're like, oh, you look nice today. I don't think that's, that's lustful. No, no, no. That's, that's a compliment. That's different. But if I'm like, dang, you fine. What is that? Well, or, obviously. I, or, but, or, or, or I'm all up in your page and I'm liking everything. What does that mean? Like everything that is not, is not supposed to be like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. What, I don't know what I'm that saying is that. There are certain things, especially in a marriage, marriages are being tested based on how people are giving themselves these, uh, quote unquote, hall passes, Mm -hmm. even when it comes to the eyes. They don't start off physically first. It starts Mm -hmm. off with what you are allowing each other to do. Oh, wow. It starts off from the thoughts. Yeah. Like, babe, don't you think she fine? Oh, yeah, she is. Or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it becomes just, it's it's innocent, right? Mm -hmm. It's just talk. It's just banter. Like, yeah, you know, I like this. I like this about her. I like this about him. Why why don't you dress up like him? Mm -hmm. Why don't you dress up like her? Mm -hmm. And, and, And what happens is like these seeds are being planted. And eventually, if you water them enough, you find yourself all the way in. Hmm. Okay. So where is the line drawn between complimenting someone of the opposite sex and desire? Like, I I think you can, you, I can honestly see something fly on another man and hit my husband and be like, Hey, Tweety, like, that's a really, like, you would look good in a blazer like that. 
Right. You know, I but that's not me desiring the man in the blazer. Absolutely. That's me saying like you would look good in that. What I'm talking about is that when you don't ha- when you have no idea what your border is, what what your guard is, what your wall is. Anybody who knows Tweety and Gwenny, he has a wall. And you gonna get <laughs> a church hug every single time. Not because I don't love you or I don't wanna I don't care if you're 60, 65, 70, 30, you're gonna get a church hug out of respect. Yeah. Of the person you're with, out of respect of myself, out of respect of my wife, there's never gonna be a question of like, "Ooh, that was a little close." Ooh, that w- w- what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I like we have to go back to those days where you cover you cover the people who you're with. Mm-hmm. You know, you cover your husband in prayer, you cover yes. your wife in prayer. Yes, you, you never know? let it be confused, right? Especially yeah. when you know, like in the past, like this is something that they have struggled with. Mm-hmm. A lot of men don't want to say, "Hey, man." In the past, I have struggled with pornography. Yeah. In the past, I have struggled with not looking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you start being honest with yourself as a man and you're like, hey, look, I know that the issues I have is something that I've been doing consistently. Right. But I am more than willing to put my wife first. I'm more than willing to put the person that I'm with first and say, no, nah, like, this is all I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may not be where you want in your goals, but I want this right now. I don't want the future you. I want this. Oh, buddy. Yeah. With my back rows and Rodney and Tina. They they grow smaller each day, and I love them. Yay! <laughs> so, um, I definitely think that, you know, I think we've all at some point struggled with um, a lusty desire, maybe pre-marriage or, you know, maybe some people have done it in their marriage. I think that it's really good to bring those conversations to your spouse. It's uncomfortable and as untimely as it may feel or it may seem, I think that that's a really good thing. Um, Tweety has mentioned struggling with pornography. I struggled with pornography for a time. Um, There was like, we've had to have conversations like, right, right. like we've had to have conversations and lay it at the table and just be like, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, we've had to do that. Right. And being unashamed because what I was trained or what I put myself on when I was single should not define who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and especially when God has already delivered you from that thing, speak about it with strength. Like, yes. nah, I, I'm not. Like, yes. that's that's a thing of the past. Yes. Like, I'm here to help somebody else. And especially when you can recall the, I think that's the things that keep us so focused in that particular area. Because I'm not saying that we're just perfect in every single area. Um, and we're growing spiritually. And there's a lot of things, a lot of muscles that we have to flex because we know that without doing that, without working out that muscle, we will fall. Um, I've never had the desire to cheat on my husband. Never, not once, never. He's, he's exceeded my expectations as a man. Um, but I think that like in the times where I knew that before even meeting him, I struggled with pornography and it was such an okay topic and an okay conversation amongst my friends who were females, um, that it was like a level of shame in bringing that up to him. Like it was like, Cause, cause I feel like men can bring it up and say like, yeah, man, I watch porn, and it's like, oh man, me too. Like you know what I'm saying? But in the in the circle of women, it's so taboo and right, it's so touchy touchy right. and it's so this and that, and so you feel like, dang, like he can say he can admit his crappy his crappy things he's done, but I I can't, you know. And so I, you know, I'm speaking for the women that just want to be free. You know, women struggle with lust as well. 
And maybe it's in areas and moments where like you've been shamed for, but shame off you in this moment. Amen. Shame off you completely. You go back to God, you get in your prayer closet, you lay it at his feet because you are worth so much more. And there are things that like I just had to admit to my husband before we got married because he just needed to know his wife like I'm big on that like you gotta you know me I don't want no nobody can tell you who I am right because you're gonna be like oh no that ain't her like just just knowing who I am I I just want to be honest I don't like to live in darkness I don't like to live in 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 tiptoeing around things and stepping on this and stepping on that and oh I can't say that I don't like that we living together I can't do that right and there's no condemnations there's no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Meaning that as you are releasing these things, God is actually using them as a testimony. God is actually helping somebody else mm-hmm. to get out of the situations that they're in. And I believe that you brought up a great point. A lot of people don't understand that women do have lustful desires. Yeah. That women do struggle in certain areas and, and, and they may never admit it. Yeah. Because nobody cares because it's like, look, it's all about the man. Like they got the problem. No, yeah. like women have issues too. Women do struggle with a lot of areas. And I think you know what, ladies, a, a lot of our um a lot of our issues, not saying for I can't speak for everybody. I just know I know mine. I know what's on my table, I know what's on my plate. But a, a large thing for me was untangling emotions. Like sometimes we just let the wires cross up. Have you ever like charge your phone and charge your laptop, then then charge this and then charge that and plug the TV in and plug the Xbox? In? Like it's just all tangled up and you just don't know what goes where. So you get frustrated and you leave it tangled. Like sometimes it was that for me. And so when you can first admit in this area, I am struggling. Like in this area. It becomes so much easier to go to the person, one, to go to God first, because that's who you go to first, but two, go to the person that you're with, the closest person to you, and say, hey, this is what this is what I'm struggling with. Because one, you want to be held accountable. Even if you don't want to be held accountable, you want to be held accountable. You want somebody to check you on your stuff, even if you ain't trying to hear it. You want that. Um, two, they need to know how to cover you. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they need to know. And because porn is such one of those, like, uh-uh. <laughs> We're not going to talk about uh, uh, You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, what? But let me, let me tell you why you don't want to talk about it. Sin is found in a secret place. Come on. I'll repeat that again. Sin will always be found in a secret place, in a dark place. And usually, I, I always used to tell the young man, I was like, what are you doing in, while you're doing this thing? Yes. While you're in, watching pornography, what are you doing? You're in the dark. Doing yeah. what? Yeah. Hiding. You're hiding. Doing what? You're nervous. Finding pleasure. Yeah. You know? Pleasing yourself, you know, beating yourself, whatever. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> You're abusing yourself, man. Don't do that. You're hurting yourself. Yeah, you're hurting yourself. Stop that. Ouch. <laughs> and the Bible... <laughs> and the Bible, the Bible talks about, like, you're also, like, you're not just displeasing yourself. You're displeasing God himself in that act. Because you're saying like like you're doing something so unnatural, so not it's not meant to be like that. I think what it is also because I could I know a lot of people would argue that masturbation is um, discovery. I know a lot of people would say that. I remember yeah, you're discovering something. Yeah, you are. You are. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I remember like you know when girls are like coming of age, like you turn thirteen or fourteen or whatever, um, like. 
your mama or somebody in your family gets a gets you a book about like your body um and like i remember one of the chapters in that book because i think somebody got it for me was about like discovering yourself and it was about looking at your vagina and it was it was like very detailed i was 13 or 14 i don't i was around that age and so when you're like oh psychologically and scientifically speaking this is natural I'm going to speak, I'm going to lay off of that because not that I dis, it's not that I don't disagree with it, but I am going to go to the other spiritual aspect of the other warfare that you're doing when you do that, right? Sounds and picture will travel with you for the rest of your life. Right. There are things that we can like intake into our memory that even at the most inconvenient times, they pop up. I can't tell you how hard it is where you finally get somebody and find somebody and you're married to them and you're trying to have sex and you remember things from a video you watched or you remember things from a time you laid down with somebody else. And this is you with your your husband or your wife like that alone can destroy because you can't unsee things or undo them. You can't unsee them. And honestly, the thing about porn is the hole gets deeper and deeper. Like it goes from watching one thing that seems natural to watching a bunch of things that seems unnatural. And it just does not stop. What I love about God that he's he always, always has an escape route for you. Mm -hmm. And the word is a great provision. It's a it's a great tool to use against the enemy and his and, and his tricks. And what I love about when God was when God delivered me out of pornography and, mm-hmm. and the addiction of it was that He reminded me of who I am as a man. He established my my manhood that my manhood was not found in lust right my manhood was not found in sleeping with other women right it didn't make you more of a man say that again can you say that one more time yeah three times yeah my manhood was on i love my wife and she is more than enough and big shout out to my dad because he really showed me that he showed the action of like now this is my wife like i've never seen my dad be like ooh, like that look good in public when i'm with him or even when he's by himself he loved his wife. He loves my mom. So what do you say to the single men out there who don't have a wife? They don't have a girlfriend. What do you say to them? Is is that ever talked about? Like, we tell girls to preserve themselves all the time. But is that, that conversation ever brought about amongst the male community? I never had that conversation because I didn't surround myself with people who talk like that or believed on that. Mm-hmm. I talked with people who influenced me to watch more pornography. What did you watch? And it became a joke. Like, ah, I know what you was doing. Ha, ah. mm. Like, it becomes now a community. Yeah. And what sin loves to do, it likes to surround itself with more sin. Right. So now everybody just ha, 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 laughing and doing yeah. all this other stuff yeah. because we all in sin. Right. So it's easy, <laughs> so it's easy to be uh, naive and be like, man, this is what we all do. That's what men do. You know? Mm. And you look up and you're 35 and you're still doing the same thing. So what do you tell the young men out there, you know, high school age, middle school age, they ain't got no girlfriend, they ain't thinking about no wife right now, but like, what is the purity talk for a young man? I'm unashamed to stand for what the gospel of God says mm-hmm. and what the God, what the word of God says, if you teach and you train these kids up to know who God is, to know his word, to be honest and vulnerable with them, they will have no choice but to actually listen. Some of them. 
And so it starts from a young age. Pornography doesn't just show up at your front door. Mm-hmm. It's your cousin who may introduce you, who right. may have introduced it to right. you. Maybe it's, an adult. Maybe an adult. Yeah. Maybe a friend. Maybe even a traumatic experience right. where you know you were molested or something like that. Like you're introduced to things that you have no control of. Right. But one thing you have control of is your belief. Absolutely. So if you're believing on Jesus, if you're believing on Him, and you're out here and you're you're looking for your wife, or even if you're in high school. I would tell you, focus on the things that you have control of. Yeah. You have control of your education. Right. You have control of uh, uh, your family ties, the people you're around. And it's cool to have your soul saved. Right. And it's Don't cool. ever let nobody confuse that for you. And guess what? And guess what? It's cool to be a virgin. It's cool. It is. It is. I feel like it is. we don't tell enough men that. We don't Diseases tell... are not cool. No right. cap. Even even beyond that, like sleeping with multiple women and having those soul ties, because we talk about women having soul ties, but we never talk about men mm-hmm. and the soul ties that they attach themselves to right. and, and, and the seeds that they produce with certain people. And we're like, okay, what what is wrong with, with baby and them? Like, we know what's wrong. <laughs> you wrong. <laughs> right, right. You carry those things, whether you acknowledge them or not. I think that's a big thing that people don't realize that I didn't realize for a long time. Like, you don't, we never assess the baggage. Like, we never, like, think that we're carrying as much as we actually are. Right. And so we just walking around toting suitcases on people and throwing stuff at people because we just walking so heavy. Right. And we talked about that um, a while ago um, about, you know, people talking about body counts and, you know, like, it, it, you know, it don't even matter. I'm like, yeah, it should. And it does because it's not you who controls that. It's, it's the ties that you've put yourself in. It's the seeds that have been deposited in you and, and and now you got to deal with that the consequences of laying down with somebody who was not meant for you you know think about it in the context of this that was somebody's wife now that's somebody's husband now mm-hmm. and and you can never undo that i wish somebody would have sat me down and let me know yeah. just the consequences yeah. spiritually right of what i was doing with other people and how that was going to affect me in the future in my marriage right Right. Right. I actually remember um, as a teenager, like being actually very like pro, you know, keep keep. I don't know what the cool I don't know what I said at that time, but I had a purity ring. I asked my mom to buy me a purity ring um, and I wore it for a long time. And I remember just wanting to save it for my husband and being very adamant about that. And I oh, it always struck me as a surprise. Not to say like, I, I, and I'm saying it's a surprise because I didn't understand. I'm not saying it's a surprise because like, how could you? Um, but I always remember hearing girls say, I got to hurry up and just get rid of this. Like, I got to hurry up and like, just not be a virgin because I just want to experience this. And I, I remember like being terrified of that. Um, and it wasn't until like I just got caught up, you know what I'm saying? Because at that point I started buying the dream that they sell to young girls. Like you could, you don't have to be owned by, by having sex. Like you don't have to feel like you are, um, you don't have to feel like you are tied to somebody to have sex. Like that's what, that's what got me. Like you don't ever have to feel like somebody is, you know, you owe somebody something or this or that. You could be in control of it. You could, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? You could play the game with these dudes. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, it, and that's just, just the feeling of having power or just the deception of feeling like I had power is what got me caught up in a lot of situations. 
Um, but I had the right idea at first. So I have to say, I guess this conversation, if, if teenagers, I, I feel like mostly adults listen to us, but if teenagers happen to press play or something. Or if you have a teenager. If you have a teenager, this conversation is totally teenage, teenager appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Don't let influence. Don't let influence take you away from what you know is right. Because even as a teenager, there's so many questions you have in your mind about who you are, where you going, what's it going to look like. You know, there's so many, th- so much pressure put on you, but there are certain things inside of you that you know. Like, I, I, you can't take that away from yourself. There are things inside of you that you're like, no, I know this about myself. I know that God is real. I know this. I know that I, I I know that one day I desire to have a husband or wife and this is what I want. Don't allow influence to deviate that away from you. I don't care if everybody in the room is going left. Listen, if you are on this Christian walk, there's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of being the eyeball out. It's going to be a lot of what is she talking about? It's going to be a lot of who are you? Who do you think you are? Oh, Miss Holier Than Thou. Oh, Miss uh, Holy Roller. Oh, the Jesus, uh, the Jesus Thugs is in the building. <laughs> the it, Jesus Thugs. You know, it's, it's going to be a whole lot of pastor first. It's going to be just a whole lot of foolishness that people can pull on you. And if your confidence is not intact, right. you will shake, you will fold, and they want you to look like them. Right. Because they recognize that you're not like them. Right. And even in your marriage, you know, I believe that a lot of people entertain things that they shouldn't in their marriage, whether you're entertaining pornography in your marital bed or you're entertaining um, other partners, you know, including other folks in your in, in your sexual life. Like, I want to let you know that what you're doing is not only defiling your defiling your defiling yourself and your marriage, but you're pulling yourself further from each other. It confuses the covenant. Right. I, that's what I hear you saying. It confuses the covenant. It There's things like, why get married? <laughs> At that point, you know, I think that's what I hear. Right. That's because what I understand. I think all these things stem from what we watch and what we hear. Yes. Um, a lot of movies, a lot of uh, plays, a lot of skits, a lot of Instagram stories. People are sexualizing the idea that you can be married and you can still be out here passing... I guess what they do, pass keys and stuff. Like you, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they do, <laughs> but you can still be out here and do your thing, and you marry. But what I'm saying, that's not that's not marriage to me. Yeah, it's not marriage. It's not. It's not. It's not a biblical marriage. It might be a 2020 marriage, but it's not a biblical marriage. And what I want to tell you is that marriage is so fun, y'all. It marriage is. is so exciting, it's and sex with your wife is amazing, uh, as it ought to be. And it should be enjoyable, not based off of what you did before, not based off of what you saw before, but based off of what Christ and God placed as a gift in my wife and what, you know, what I have to offer to her, you know, and, and, and us coming as one is for a purpose to procreate. It's not just for fun, you know, and a lot of people just focus on like, this is what we do. Like, I just feel like, it. no, God has designated this for marriage, Right. Uh, you could you could fight me on it. You could type all kind of stuff on the comments, but I'm just letting you know that He has designated it for this. And men of God, wherever you are, I want to let you know that you're you're not alone if you're still struggling. The first step, <laughs> the first step is admitting that you have a problem. If you're a woman of God, the first step is admitting, like, man, I do I do be having some lustful desires. Like, I want something that's on somebody else or my husband, or I want mm-hmm. some what something on. 
I want something that's on somebody else's wife on my wife. Mm-hmm. And what I'm telling you, this is the package that you got. <laughs> mm-hmm. And God gave it to you for a specific reason. Love your wife wholeheartedly. Love your husband wholeheartedly for what they have, not what you desire for them to have. I also want to just say this real quick to end the relationship part of our pod because it does it does go long if we if we allow it. But um, if you're a single woman, I can understand the frustration of one being a single woman desiring marriage and making it clear that you desire marriage. But also maybe if you are withholding um, from sex your sexual desires, you're not masturbating, you're not having sexual partners, obviously, um, and just feeling overall frustrated in, in just multiple ways, right? I would definitely say before mapping and Pinteresting out your commitment to whomever somebody's son is, I would suggest like growing that commitment in Christ. Because I think, you know, to think that there are people out here who commit their entire lives to Christ, like nuns and everything, and they they don't have any of the extra strings attached that we sometimes tend to entangle. Um it reminds me that it's possible, one, but also that the fulfillment of Christ is enough. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes we tend to throw a lot of titles and, and, and you know, situations on ourselves. Like, oh, um, I'm going to be celibate. I'm going to be abstinent. abstinent I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, like, sometimes we just say it to, like, hype ourselves up. Because, yeah, you are that chick. Like, you are that package. But at the same time, like, just the commitment to Christ alone. Sometimes if you're deep enough in Christ you and your, your head is down and you're in the, the um, specific posture of, of being one with Christ, you won't have a lot of time to look up and look around. And that's for even married women. You know, as far as your, our provision, you know, as we grow into deeper into Christ. You know what I mean? As Christ is our first husband, you know, while he has also given us a, um, a physical husband here on earth to abstain from certain desires and things like that, to just grow one with Christ, to make sure that we stand in his presence. When you're in his presence, it feels like, oh my gosh, like that may have, I may have been there for an hour, but it felt like five minutes. I got to go back. I got to get more. So just growing that genuine um, and tight knit relationship with Christ. So we are about to um, go ahead and run up your bill real quick because it is the ad tax part of the podcast. This is the part of the podcast where we are just simply um, just sharing with you guys things we may be working towards, working on. We Maybe we've learned and picked up. Maybe just think ways we have grown, some wisdom, all that kind of good stuff that we share with you guys. So Go ahead and get your card out because um, this invoice is about to be ran. Yep. All right. So what's your ad tax, babe? Uh, my ad tax is going to be uh, straightforward. I want to just say that we have both been working really hard on something really, really, really big. I feel like it's a, it's a game changer. It's a million dollar, not just idea. It's a million dollar move. Mm. Um, not because of the money or anything, but because of the worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's going to be journal for dreamers. I've been working for the past couple of years on creating a journal that men of God and young men or even even young women at, at, at some point in the book, I discuss about just having an openness and a willingness to learn how to pray to God, to learn how to chart down, um, how to write a provision, how mm-hmm. to uh, speak to God in your intimate place, mm-hmm. whether you're at work, whether you're driving, how, how to just communicate and commune with God. And I, I'm just so excited to have this journal come out here soon. Um, and 
ad text I would have is always remember there's a chapter in my book I talk about dictating the dictator. Um, your flesh can succumb to a lot of ills, if you may, mm. if you continue to uh, depend on your own will. The way you dictate your dictator is you're, you, you, su- you surrender yourself unto Christ. Right. You allow him to walk with you daily. It's a daily walk. When the Bible talks about dying to your flesh daily, this is how you dictate your flesh. This is how you, you move from um, I've been sinning to I'm, 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 I'm saved from that. And I can help somebody else in that area. So for me, it's just continuing to uh, push forward as I, as I finish this book. And I'm praying for everybody who is continuing to be creative in their area, in their field. And um, hopefully we'll all be out of this and uh, be better. I definitely believe we are going to come out. Everybody, everybody listening is going to come out better. Um, my ad text is that we have to remember that consistency is a lifestyle and it is not seasonal. Mm. Um, don't allow last year's advancement to carry you over to today. Even yesterday's. Yeah, even yesterday's. Um, when I was younger, my parents were very adamant about me like getting ahead on things and being um, above grade level whenever school started. So they would give me books to read. Um, they would have me doing math problems. And they took me as far as they could educationally um, and made sure that I was in certain classes that if they couldn't teach it to me, that somebody else could. So when I was younger, it was really easy for me to get the big head and go into certain classes and because I knew it. Like I was ahead on it. So I knew it and I feel like I could teach the class. But it was only so long that that could be kept up because I got comfortable in feeling like I knew it and feeling like I was the know-it-all that eventually um, I got to a point where somebody in the class was smarter than me. And then I kept getting lax and more people in the class were smarter than me. And then I just laid back all the way and then I slowly fell to the bottom. What I am telling you is that the same consistency, the same work you put in, listen, you are doing laps around people who are laying on the couch right now if you're getting up and you're doing something. But don't let the trajectory of, oh, I just started this and I did this and y'all see all these orders I'm getting and y'all see I got these degrees. Like, don't let just all the stuff you're doing account for what you need to have already do if that makes sense. There's a a difference between doing season and a due season. Mm. And you need to always understand what to do and not just be doing stuff. D-O-I-N-G. You don't need to just be D-O-I-N-G-ing stuff when things are D-U-E, do. So you need to understand that. Don't count on last year, yesterday's, even the last hour's advancement to take you to the place where God wants you. Don't depend on your own smarts. There is always a time that you need to work and go deeper into Christ. The same stories and the same revelation you got years ago may not be for this time. So don't ever think that just because you are advanced or you are, um, grow or you, you, you know, you have a particular gift or whatever your thing is, that that is enough to suffice where you're going. It worked for that time, but you need to always build towards another time. All right. So I'm excited because my husband is dropping this book. I'm finishing mine. We are really about to just go ahead and finish some stuff. Another ad text. Finish. That's it. That's all. Before we leave, we have to go down and just talk about 
one of the up and coming yes. artists of 2020 and yes. beyond. Yes. This man, I'm, I'm introducing It like is hard here. to impress us. Let's, yes. let's first start off. First of all, it's not easy for me to. It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. Uh, it's not easy for me to give props, especially musically, because I feel like I'm a connoisseur of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I say, when I listen to the authenticity, the, the the gall that this man had to even title the name of this album, Hidden Figures, discussing people in the word of God and yes. singing about them yes. as if they were actually in front of yes. us and just scripturally sound yes. and it just so it's full of soul it's pure yes. it's 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 full it's it's very earthy and it has tones it has a lot of grit shout out to a, a commerce alum shout out to all the the fellow lions out there Woo. um mm-hmm. warren seals um someone that we came in together in 2012 at texas a university commerce um and i believe we graduated the same year but he is an amazing man of God, has created an amazing album titled Hidden Figures. We are going to drop a song for y'all. And after this, if you want to hear anything else, you are going to have to go find him at Warren Seals Music. He is on Spotify. He is on Tidal. He's on Apple Music. He's on YouTube. Yes. Listen, go and share it with somebody because this is on a different level, y'all. Yeah, remember when we were talking about Christian creatives? Yep. About episode one and two, and we yeah. were like, hey, like, where the Christian creatives? Roll call. We just found one. Yes. And what we want to say, not just him, but both him and his wife, like, it's just awesome combo. We love couples who are pushing forward the ministry, yes. the, the word of God forward. Right. And... I just want to say these these people and specifically this particular album moved me. Yeah, I'm really moved. My wife knows. Yeah, there'd be some artists that I really like that come out with an album. I'm so critical. I'm like I don't like how they said it like that. But this album will change your mind. It will change your perspective on yeah. these characters. Yeah, and it will teach you if you don't know about these. Yes, characters. for sure. So for sure. as you're listening, as this man of God sings. And, and and serenades us to God. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like that, huh? Oh, that was uh, great. All right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and press play. This is Warren Seals, David. Thank you. 
Thank you.